grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. Isn't it great? Finally hit Friday. Let me get this thing out of here. I didn't click Nancy off, did I? God, I hope not. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Trying to click things off because if I don't do a click off, sometimes it comes back. Anyway, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We're 45 strong up and down the state, which means if you have a paranormal need or you think, let's change that, strike that. Or you think you might have a paranormal need. Whoa, okay. It's moving on me. Uh, or you think you might have a paranormal need, then we can get to you. It might take us a while. A couple days. Not a while, but a couple days. California is a huge state, and we have a lot of wide open spaces. But if that happens, we do have uh, mediums on staff who can call you and consult. And in most cases, calm things down before you get, you know, before we get out there. But we'll be out there within two, one or two days. Just a quick warning. Um, my, I've lost my camera twice just sitting here in the green room. So for some reason, the internet's not holding my camera. My browser's not holding my camera, and my camera says it's unplugging. So I think I have, I think I have issues here. I think I've got some ghosties, ghosties going on here. Okay. There's something I want to clear up. Um, I want to talk about real quick. You know, it's and that goes back to the sub. Let me see submersible. The last two days, uh, you know, this has been going on since Sunday, obviously. And the last two days, I've seen memes pop up, but I don't. I haven't seen them on Facebook. I haven't seen them on Instagram. I see them on TikTok. And they're they're funny memes, okay? Like turning it all into a joke. I like funny, right? You, you see the stuff I put out. I like humor. I'm, I'm, I'm as funny as the next guy. But the timing of these memes is bad, okay? I think you know, like yesterday, before anybody knew what had happened to the sub. It was just memes about them getting eaten by sharks and all this stuff and, you know, giant sharks and, and this. And, and, I, and there were a couple that I actually um, red flagged for TikTok. And it came back as not offensive. Okay, you know, I can see that. But it's tacky, all right? I mean, the woman who lost her son took her daughter yesterday and they were down at the headquarters for the rescues, waiting for word on their on, on her son and her husband. All right? This is fresh, okay? There should be no humor. There's no humor in this right now. Maybe down the line, right? A couple months down the line when we've all had a chance to process this, it's funny. But right now, it's not funny. And at the time that people were coming up with these memes, they were still missing. Nobody knew where these people were. People, you know, we were under the impression at that point that they were running out of oxygen. Right? So what do you picture in your mind? People suffocating. Okay? There's nothing funny about any of that. There's no humor on it. It's like it's like making jokes about the all, all those people that died on the Titanic. I mean, come on. So, I mean, I'm a content creator. I like humorous content. I like to make humorous content, but not with something like this. Not with something like this. And now what I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of it now. Because I think what's happening is that people 
are having trouble wrapping their head around the implosion and what the implosion is and how it works. And I think it's a coping mechanism. It's like anything else. It's for you know, humans have a tendency that if if they run into something they, they don't understand and it's, it's like way beyond their, their realm of thinking, they they laugh. It's a coping mechanism. And that's what's going on right now because no one understands what that implosion was and how quickly those people went and what happened to them. Why there's no bodies to be found. But I'm just saying, if you're a TikToker and you're watching this, don't knock off the funny memes. This is not the time. All right? There's, there's, there's what, four wives out there that lost their husbands. There's a wife out there that lost her husband and her son. And she's not going to see hide nor she's not going to see a she's not going to have any anything to use for a funeral. Okay, this is not the time. Hold off before you start making your funnies. All right. That being said, let's get on to other things. It's it's Casual Friday with Nancy Matz, and we're going to be talking about lucid dreams and dreams and what what the difference is. Before we do that, okay, I want to let everybody know I have two events going on. On July 8th, I think I should. Let, let me double check to make sure I have the date straight. It's been a lot going on. I put back-to-backs up, but I usually don't do that. But this time I put back-to-backs. Hang on. There we go. Yeah. On July 8th, I have a recruitment going on for my paranormal team. We're looking for some new I mean, uh, new members. And I'll just let you guys know if, if you want to do this, you have to go through, over to California Haunts Meetup to sign up. I'm very meticulous about how we do investigations. You guys got to remember that we go into people's houses and a lot of times they're confused, they're scared. Sometimes there's little, there's little children involved. So it's a very serious thing to go into somebody's house and do a paranormal investigation. It can be fun sometimes, but it's a very serious thing. So my training for you, if you want to join my team, it's a three-hour training. It's about our procedures and everything. It's how to use the equipment properly. Everything. I go over everything. Once that training is completed, there's an investigation that follows. And we see how you are in the field. And you get you get the hands-on with the equipment out in the field. If that goes well, and you think you might be, you want to, you might want to be part of the team, then I then I'll talk with the other investigators that went on that investigation and we'll take it from there. But if that sounds like something you're interested in, we are one of the top groups in Northern California for, par- for paranormal investigations. We're looking for site where we're looking for mediums. I'm looking for tech people. I'm looking for someone that's an artist because I would like to get to the point where our psychics can describe who they're seeing and the artist can draw it up. I'm looking for somebody like that. Caricature. That's what they call it. Caricature. Person. I think that's what it's called. Character catcher. You guys know what I'm talking about. So that's what I'm looking for. So if, if it sounds like if that sounds like something that you're interested in, go on over to the California Haunts Meetup and sign up. It's over under events. And that's going to be July 8th. But I will train you completely. You'll learn EVP protocol, the way I do it, everything. Everything. Everything gets learned. All right. Because we keep meticulous notes when we're out in the field because it all matters. 
All right. And then that's our goal. We're not, we're not out here to be on TV. We are out here to help people. That's our goal is, is to help people understand what's going on in their house and, and what, whatever else might, they might need. Okay. The other thing that's out there on, on the ninth I'm going to have is kind of like, it's, it's fun. You know, you ever want to go to a, go ghost hunting on your own to a haunted location? Haven't had the chance to do it. Well, we've gone to a lot of haunted locations in Northern California. So what I've done is compiled a list of these haunted locations and I'm going to share that list with you. Plus the evidence that we got in these places. And these are places like hotels and stuff that you can have access to. And you can talk with the employees and get the stories and, and all that good stuff. You might want to have dinner there. You might even stay the night, right? But it's your it's it's it's, it's the ability for you as just a regular citizen to, to, to hang out in a haunted location and maybe do a little ghost hunting. That's on Sunday. All right, that, that that's on the ninth. So if that sounds like something you want to do, again, head over to the California Haunts Meetup and sign up over there. Spots are starting to go for that. Spots are starting to go for the investigation spots I have. So, if you, okay, so we got two. We got the eighth. If you feel like you want to be a paranormal investigator, you want to learn from, from, from a great team, this is the way to do it. So check that out on the eighth. Then um, the ninth, again, you know, we got, I've got that other thing going on to where I can get you a list of haunted, haunted, some cool haunted locations to go to. All right. Okay. If you're watching from Facebook today, a lot of you are, please be sure to hit that like button, hit those smiley faces, hit those thumbs up. Because what happens is, is uh, there's an algorithm on Facebook and that will put us up higher in the algorithm, which means Facebook will, will send our show out to more people to watch. And we've been having a good run of that lately. Uh, also, if you haven't done so already and you like what you hear while you're watching the show today with Nancy and I on here, feel free to follow. Always looking for followers. Okay. Same thing with YouTube algorithm. So thumbs up, happy faces, hearts, whatever. Show us some love. Show us some love. And again, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube page, uh, please do so. All right. Because we've got over 631 videos over there and uh, everything's under categories. And I think you'll find something that you like because I don't always do paranormal. I do stuff like spousal abuse or like what we're going to be doing Monday, Richard the Third. Matt Lewis is going to be with me. Author Matt Lewis is going to be with me Monday to discuss Richard the Third and the Three Missing Dolphins. So we're doing his history on Monday. So I like to vary what I do, obviously. So I think you'll find something that you like. Also, while you're watching today, if you like the show, do me a favor. If there's other people in the house with you, let them know. Say, hey, there's this little show over here that I listen to. Tiny little show. Come on in. The show's really good. That This is how word, word of mouth gets out, right? So you're, you're, your husband, your kids, your mother, whatever might, might be available, and then you're all sitting around having dinner, listening to you know, listening to me chat, listening to Nancy chat. That's how word gets spread. So please do that. And you can always find us on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube at California Haunts Radio or California Haunts. You can find us at Twitter under California Haunts. You can find me over at TikTok under California Haunts. I'm on Instagram under Ghosty Gal. And I'm on Twitch under Cal, Cal Haunts. So... If you just Google us, we'll pop up everywhere. But again, if you like what you hear today, and uh, I appreciate it, you know, the stars. I, I see that Facebook put me on the stars, the stars program. If you like what you see today and 
maybe you want to donate some stars. That's cool. That'd be really cool of you. That'd be real sweet. You know, it helps me stay on the air. Okay. Without further ado, I'm going to bring Nancy in, and uh, we'll see how Nancy's doing today. And uh, get on with this and talk about dreams. You know, lucid dreams and regular dreams, normal dreams. I've had a few lucid dreams. But the thing is, how do you tell the difference? Well, Nancy's going to talk to us about that. So here we go. Good evening, everybody. I, now that I've I come down <laughs> off my high horse. It was a tall horse plane. tonight. Very tall, tall horse. horse tonight. Very tall horse. But it was a good horse. I have uh, two cats right here. One just jumped down. So if you see a big, oh, there, she, there he is over there. Okay, good. You can hear him. Um, very, uh, very sad about the um, submarine. Someone I talked to a lot during the you know, we do predictions, we do stuff together. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, for those psychics that are working out there, um, I got real excited because I thought they would be found. But sometimes we can't tell the difference being found alive or being found dead. Mm -hmm. So they were found. Um, it's very difficult sometimes when we um, jump into people, we can pick their energy up right away. Sometimes we can't, but we get an outcome. We can't figure out what, what it is, even for me. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's difficult. Missing people are really hard. Um, animals, yeah, missing animals. I'm better than most people, but problem is, is I can give you location by description because the dog goes, oh, look where I'm at, you know, that kind of thing. But at the same time, the animal's traveling. So then how do you know where to go and get the dog? Mm -hmm. So I've had some success. I've also had a couple that didn't turn out so well. And uh, I'm not sure we're not sure why and uh in my mind i'm thinking of somebody named mark who lost a dog by the way allergy season right so i'm got a mm -hmm. little stopped up tonight but so anyway he lost his dog and i felt someone calling him i could see the lady is very light brown hair and that's very difficult so time is hard um it could be that she finds another dog for him sometimes you can't tell the outcome but finding people who are lost like that are very, very difficult. In fact, one of my favorite shows is the 4 411 Missing. Um, I've been following this uh, detective for years and it's very confusing. We all have from the portal idea, the alien abduction to Bigfoot abduction. So anyway, we're getting off track here. Um, I know, but it just, it's a, the, the point of all this is that it's, it's, it's just this whole um, sub thing is is a is a very yeah. sad situation, and Terrible. I saw a psychic on um, TikTok today, who was kind of mad at the other psychics that were out. I don't know, not so much making predictions, but, but commenting about what happened to those people. And I, and I I agree with that. I think it's too soon to do that stuff. It's still too fresh for the families. Oh, it is for us to be talking about it out loud. Anybody who can read up on what it, the trying to say when something like that happens, um, they found the boat. I mean, the sub, are well, they going to find the bodies? I'm not sure. I'm not you sure. Know, whether, whether you do, you know, no matter how you feel, you know, they, they were wealthy, they, they took the chance, they knew what they it were matter. doing. It doesn't matter. But what matters is that five people died and they, they died a horrible way. Wealth comes from families or comes by luck. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I have a lot of, wealthy clients and it's not always the best life everybody thinks that and it's not mm -hmm. 
uh, money doesn't hurt to help make you happy, but the best salt of the earth, blue collar workers are the happiest group of people. It's because we plan, we work hard to get where we're going, and we have a lot of uh, triumphs in our life. Of course, everybody has sadness, but money does not bring you happiness. I had, I always tell this story. One of these days, this guy's going to find me again. It was on uh, early 90s, and this guy come in, just, high high level attorney in town, lots of money in the family, and just couldn't see his purpose. His path. He just couldn't figure it out. I says, would, would you please go jump out of an airplane? <laughs> he says, can I have the parachute? <laughs> and I says, of course. <laughs> he did come back. And he said it was the most exhilarating, exciting thing he'd ever done. And I says, what did you get from it? And he says, my problems are little because when I jumped out of the airplane, I could see the whole planet. I could see everything. And I realized that I'm just a speck. And it's up to me to create my own path. It was the best thing I'd ever heard. And I've told people, I told another young lady, I said, uh, we were in a group. It was a group. And I always tell the people in the group, please make sure you're all friends because <laughs> I'm going to tell secrets. And I told her, I said, would you please get in the car and get on Route 66 until you get lost? That's when you turn around. Uh-huh. And she says, how did you know I like, how do you know I like Route 66? And I studied it. And she's, everybody was gasping. It's because a woman gets uh, panic attacks while driving. And, and I told her to get in the car and drive until you just didn't want to go any further. And she got back to me and she's had a wonderful trip because she was told she could turn. The thing was, is when you're driving, you never know if you're going to come back. And I told her something when she come back, blah, blah, blah. And so she knew she's going to return and it cured her of her phobia of driving. I love these stories. Sometimes we ought to do a show on people. We should do a show on phobias. Yeah. We should do that. Next week. That's next week. Phobias. <laughs> What's your phobia? Let's talk about it. Anyway, lucid dreaming. Um, yes. I actually had a, some of this I researched. Some of this is actually uh, my client base, um, my experiences. And I, I have to say that only because maybe I'm not going to jive with what you've heard out there. Um, it's what I'm about, how I re- evaluate. So I just want to make sure they understand that I'm not listening to other shows or doing it on and on. And on. But this is out of Google search. Dreams are usually characterized by primary consciousness, bizarreness, and cognitive deficits. <clears throat> Lacking medical. Anyway, however, lucid dreaming is a type of conscious state during which the dreamer is aware of the fact that he or she is dreaming without leaving the sleeping state. I don't know if it's because I'm in this world or not. I have a lot of those kind of dreams. And I just had one recently after we decide what we're going to talk about. And in the dream, I'm aware I'm dreaming. And I remember thinking, well, this is the strangest thing I've ever been into. And you think, well, what in the world is that about? Now, of course, I, I actually took some classes. I, I read up and I love dreams. People talk to me. They call me. Oh, I say I want a session because I want to talk about this dream. And I'm going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes we'll discuss that too and the thing is if it's a lucid dreaming how do you discern if it's a lucid where you can participate for whatever reason or are you picking up something that's going to happen and the universe says prophetic dream not necessarily a lucid dream and how many of you had a dream and they had a situation seem like real to you and some conversations going on and then a week or so later you go 
oh my gosh, I know exactly what's going to happen. And that person's going to walk in the door and that car's going to run the corner. And if there's a conversation, you go, oh, I remember my dream where I said something stupid. Well, I'm not going to do that now. I'm going to say something really smart. Or if you have a close call with a car, you'll say, well, you know what? I'm just going to pause at that light one more second. And that does happen to me also. It's almost like the universe says, you think you want out of that body? I'm not letting you. (laughs) This is not time. And I thank God they're just doing everything they can to keep me here. But at the same time, it is our choice. And uh, the universe doesn't govern every moment of free will. And I tell my people, it says, you can choose what you want with this life. And if you don't live the experience you wanted why you chose this body, you may do this dance one more time. So I do want to also talk about lucid dreaming regular dreaming and then the third one we didn't talk about is a waking dream sometimes when we're when we are um doing something and have you ever had the this is a good example so you're driving somewhere and all of a sudden you're there and you don't remember making the turns doing this and that but you're daydreaming that's also a waking dream you're put your consciousness in an altered state routine drives happens a lot but you can also have it and i don't have it when i'm with a client please don't ever think that i don't do it when i'm talking to my husband or petting my cat but sometimes when you're just on the internet or you all of a sudden you're thinking wait a minute what am i what am i thinking of that for and sometimes you just don't know waking dream is a waking awareness of dream you've already had or experience you've already had now i want to back up a little bit because i don't want to get off track this is a real phenomenon of lucid dreaming And lucid dreaming and precognitive dreams, remember, we talked about it, can be at the same time. There is this wonderful woman, and unfortunately, I think she's passed away by now. She lived in a senior complex in Auburn, in the Auburn Ravine. So you drove into where the river was, and there was this complex, excuse me, everybody, my hands, a complex about three, four stories tall. And she was named Ruth, and she's the only one I've ever Maybe one more lady, and I can't remember who she was, but Ruth really impressed me. She made a living, secondary living, because she was senior and she had social security, of letting people ask a question, and they would pay her. She would write the question down, go to bed, and have a lucid dream of you. And she would get in the dream, and she would ask questions. And in the dream, the answers would be given to her. She would write it all. I have never known anybody who could do that as well as Ruth. And I I really liked her too. She was a kick. She knew every woman in the complex and she was always fleshing them around like this. She must've been 70, so that was 20 some years ago. I don't know if she's still around, but it is possible you can actually make a dream, make a living doing dream analysis and giving answers, prophetic dream. And I found that, how do you do that? Well, you can write your name, write a question down before you go to bed at night. You have to do that to get it consistent. Uh, intuitive people, people who practice like what we do to real readers, I, my kind of work, uh, we do have a, a tapped in system that allows us to do prophetic dreams, uh, readings for people that lends that to this. But I don't remember other people, just of myself. And it's quite frequent. So it's, um, is it discerning? No, not really. Just a Oh, okay, I know what that person was saying. They say it, and now I'll look at the other person or or something on TV. Why would I dream of a show on TV and what they're going to say? This just happened like yesterday. I thought, well, I know what that show's about. I'll let it go. <laughs> but I don't 
watch, don't think I watch too much TV, everybody. My favorite station is Ancient Aliens and History and Travel. But anyway, so I want to bring up Ruth, and it's very possible. She was a professional dream reader. I love that, don't you? I love it. Why? Why do lucid dreams feel so real? Um, it's, I want two things. First off, this is not bad and wrong, but sometimes you have to announce this your life. How are you as a peaceful person or are you someone with a lot of trauma, drama? People who are under stress seem to have more dreams. Um, I'm in the midst of a move again. Uh, this was an uh, opportunity to move, get out of the, when we lived in Hornbrook. I moved my husband down to Orville. It was only in temporary. But, and so when I finally sold my house two years later, <laughs> I moved in last September. And our and we were able to find a really nice, nice house. And so we just had to move. So again, I'm in the midst of it. And I apologize for everybody not getting back in the moment. I answered a letter today of a young man. And he says, oh, you got back to me so fast. And I went, I just got lucky. You know, you just... Um, I got on the computer so he could see me otherwise. But so I have had more dreams, but you can also just have more uh, emotionality, uh, being tired, going to bed, restless. That lends itself to having more dreams. Medication, if you're on a medication. I really don't know anything about medications, but I have heard there's some that will give you more dreams. And that includes lucid dreaming. And the reason is if you're on medication, you have stress in your life, you're wondering if you're going to survive the situation you're in. Heaven forbid it's something serious. I hope not. But you will have a lot of dreams. The funny thing about dreams, I had a dream not that long ago. And I can't remember what the circumstance was because I do dream a lot. But I think it's because of what I do for a living. Um, I remember um, analyzing the dream and looking around. And one of the keys to knowing if you are in a lucid dream is trying to control you. And all the books say, this is something I learned, um, mom and pop reverend who, uh, Universal Crisis of the Master, where I spent the first 15 years and got my, I got ministry and everything. They would teach classes and they said, all you have to do is bring your fingertips up. If you can move your hands up and just feel like you have control of your hands and you have control over you watching this lucid dream unfold doesn't mean you can change anything, but it means that you are in control and it's not out of control. And I wouldn't know what to do if you're in an airplane. I mean, so what? <laughs> I just sit there and enjoy the ride, right? doesn't mean anything's going to happen. Who determines what the action's going to be seen? Well, that's the point. We don't have answers. We don't have answers on these kinds of things. What you want to do is enjoy it. I actually know people. I, I write a lot, type a lot. Um, the last thing I want to do is take a journal. <laughs> I don't want to keep another journal and people take and really keep track of dreams. They write it down and they can actually make a storyline of it. I know I'm really careful not to ever say someone's name and embarrass them. I almost said this woman. Um, I always shouldn't even tell you. <laughs> I shouldn't even tell you what town I was going to say. Well, she lives in and that's still not fair. Um, and she's a lovely lady. She writes poetry um she writes poetry and just writes little sonnets um the thing is that she keeps track of her dreams which gives her ideas and i think that's an amazing idea even if it's a dream not a lucid dream why would you have a lucid dream but if you get a lucid dream you can put the story together 
I, I tell people when you go on vacation, if you're a writer or if you're watching a show or you're visiting friends and family or a barbecue, remember the characters you meet because there will be characters for your future books or songs. There's so many characters. And I could talk about this young lady. She uh, went to um, Scotland, a college. Uh, she wanted to be a writer. I says, I got so excited for her. I says, of all the places you could go, can you imagine all the characters you're going to meet? She never even thought about it. So when four years are up, she told me she wrote down everybody she met. So there'll be characters in her books. Isn't that a wonderful cool. idea? Cool. I know it. Who would think of things like that? Well, I thought. <laughs> but that's my job is to think of things for you. I'm not always going to think of things for me, but uh, it's our jobs to do that. We're entrusted. You entrusted me to help you. Um, so they talk about emotional times, particularly grief, loss of jobs, divorce, all of which cause depression, anxiety, and stress. I wrote that down because I, I did uh, so early um, in my career, one of the areas I dealt with a lot was grief. I'd had cancer and it was more than three, it wasn't quite four. I really didn't think I was going to live. So I went through grief counseling, friend, you know, got, you know, on and on, on, and got into ministry, um, Universal Christ of the Master to help determine why, why do bad things happen to good people. And then so I found out the continuity of life and got into counseling people and my expertise is grief, loss of jobs, divorce, recovery, you know, all the big ticket items. And a lot of those causes is depression, anxiety, and stress, which also leads up to more dream activity, mm -hmm. which also we have to admit depression, anxiety, and stress, a lot of medic physicians will re uh, allow you to take that. I remember being offered uh, medication uh, during all the treatment for cancer. I just, um, I didn't want to be, I was having raising teenagers and it just didn't seem like I should take something. Just, we're all different. But I did uh, go to support group a couple of times and that's where I got the idea to do this for a living when I got into Spirit of Grace Church. Um, now, as far as lucid dreaming and regular dreaming and waking hours, a lot of people say, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I go, wow, wait a minute, wait a minute. You had a lucid dream of a dead relative Hmm. that's actually true. Uh, spirit visitations are very real, as are near-death experiences. Uh, I had a near-death experience when I was six. I was almost seven years, no, seven years old. And uh, tonsils out. Mama gave me a big aspirin before going to bed, and I bled out. Uh, they didn't want me, you know. And it's odd because I remember being, I was a very tiny, thin little thing, and uh you wouldn't know it now, I'm a grown woman, but it was so real to me. Even today, I can remember holding that woman's hand and looking at her, what she had on. It was so real to me. You don't forget. And I never talked, I never, for 30 years, I never talked about it. And I thought, well, why not bring it up? Because I did have it, but it wasn't anything exciting. <laughs> it was just, you can't come with me. I said, why not? She says, Look down there, and it's almost like we were in a cloud. And she opened up the cloud, and I could see at the fountain. We lived in a duplex with a big fountain in front. There was two little kids playing there, and I, I thought, well, who are they? You know, and uh, they weren't my sister and I. And uh, she says, you got to be there for them. So I, I suspect they were my grandchildren. Go ahead, Char. I had one. I had one once. Um, what? lucid dream like that. I um, can't remember how old I was. I just know I had this and 
I have a dining room that was added on that was part of my garage. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird saying my because, you know, I grew up in this house. Yeah, it's right. But that's very it's common in your um, the hot time that these homes were built and families moving in 20 years yeah. later. Yeah, they it's made- hard. It's hard for me. It's hard for me to say that. Mm-hmm. So my my living, my, my dining room, it's still an adaption yeah. I'm making. It's still a dining and, room. Uh, as a little kid, I had this dream that there was this tall man. And then remember, remember if you if you look at my psychic, uh, my 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 growing up psychic things on TikTok, I tell you all about me, you know, growing up as a psychic in this house. And I always saw dark stuff. I never saw light beings until oh. I was in my <laughs> teens. So in this particular dream, again, I saw a shadow man, a typical shadow man, like with the trench coat and the hat. Yeah. And I could see him. I'm in my my dining room, and I saw him through these windows that were at the top of the wall of my dining room. Oh, okay. And but I could see, I could, I I could see the top of his shoulders, and I could see his hat. He was walking around my house. And I remember in my dream, I was hiding under the dining room table, you know, to hide from this man. Okay. (laughs) Zip up to my thirties. And my dad was doing a lot of remodeling here. I come home from work one day, and there's windows at the top of my dining room. <gasps> oh, oh. And I walked in and went, oh, my God. <laughs> you know? I would have been and more so, more flavorful language. <laughs> and so even oh. now when I'm here, and I look out those, I walk by and look out those windows, I keep thinking I'm going to see some tall, you know, shadow guy there. Because that's what I saw, and I saw the exact windows that went in. craziness i would go back to the dream mm-hmm. uh, i tell people not meditate but just relax and go back and capture every little thing of that dream and see if mm-hmm. the furniture has changed or the color of the walls and see if maybe that hasn't happened yet the color of the walls has changed because i changed it no when the, i went in, home in your lucid dream what color were those walls versus now or then paneling just like it was when they made the oh, changes okay. that now has not changed okay they kept the original paneling and everything. I'm the one that went through and changed it to a beach hut kind of thing, you know. But yeah, I know. Um, I love it. Imagine, imagine your shot coming home from work one day, and then you know, and then there's the windows. I love it. Okay, okay so spirit visitation is also a, a, a lucid dream because you can't forget it. A lucid dream is remember ever because of the all of a sudden spontaneous remembrance. Deja vu. Oh, I remember this. I remember this. So lucid dream, deja vu can happen. Spirit visitation can happen. And I've had a few of those where spirits have come. Um, interesting. Uh, an ex-father-in-law visited me after he passed away. And, mm-hmm. he, and I want to be careful because I don't know if he's listening. But he wasn't my favorite person. He was very uh, German, strong, political uh part of Reagan's inner circle type personality type. And I, I didn't care for him very much. And I, I saw him so clearly and he showed up in a bathrobe of all things. It prompted me to call my ex-husband and ask his mother, what did, did uh, Devlava have this bathrobe? No, but I think he showed up in his velour bathrobe to show me how comfortable he was because he died of a terrible circumstance. So, um, it was very real to me and I can still remember it as with a near death experience. So 
if you had near-death experience, lucid dream, you all know that y'all, you know that it is part of the same memory process. So prick, uh, futuristic events can also be shown to you. And that's also those lucid dream moments where you cannot ever forget. Um, so the lucid dreams are here to give you comfort, spirit visitations, um, future events, uh, partners, jobs, sense of a move, you get all that kind of information for the dreams. How come that happens? What prompts that? Like I said, stress in your life, concern. You want to know if you make a right decision, even like us buying this house. The ones that we didn't buy, we did look at three or four before that feeling of uh, don't feel right, don't feel right, you never get around to it. But when it's right, it falls together so fast that I had literally like we're the first person to really drive in the driveway and the second one, um, that's a long story, but we put it off and it was accepted right away. So it was kind of fast. And I felt like I was telling my friend one day, gee, I feel like I'm going to move. And my friend said, I don't feel that. It's because there was no anxiety. It happened so easily. So watch how you live your life. And those times of anxiety before you go to bed, write down a question and see if you get an answer. Uh, vis spirit visitation is one of my favorite to talk about because if you talk to me as a client, if I can describe the person looking at you, talking to you, then you can't have it wrong. And a lot of people do that. I call it being tested in the moment. I live for that. <laughs> if you, you know guys are wondering why I'm leaning over, Nancy got me these magnifying things because I'm blind as a bat. So I'm reading your comments. I'm, I'm able to read your comments from like sitting over here now. Thanks, I am so thrilled that you like that. Well, I have mine over here too, uh, but I oh, yeah. went up getting a 32 inch screen so I can be better. <laughs> hey, Morningstar, I'm seeing what you're writing. That is really cool. Are you a, are, are you a working psychic? Good name. I like that. seems like I know somebody. Did she, does Good she morning, know me? Morning rising. Star. I'm sorry. It's morning. Yeah, it's morning. Star. I don't know. Are you working seems psychic? Like I've had some Don't go silent on me. But I agree with everything you're saying, Morningstar. I don't have time to read. I see it. Um, mm -hmm. I, I see yeah. dead people all the time. In fact, I have to turn it off. So I saw that little clip. So you don't have to have a waking dream. You don't, you know, some people just that way. In fact, people mm -hmm. like, we did a show, Char and I, early yes. four or five months back. And people just called in. I got the first name. I was able to describe the relatives around them. Very spooky. I do that. Um, I guess I'm called a remote viewer. Uh, I've worked with Sharf doing that with investigations. Um, I want to get back because I don't want, I got too much of hair, hair kids. Let me keep talking. Um, according to research, Google, some wrote that you should not interact with the dead. Got to be careful when you talk to about this because there are people um, that doesn't, I'm okay with that. How's it? Because I live with spirit people all the time. And mm -hmm. I call them post-human condition. <laughs> That's a post-human condition. And it's people who are fleshless. And uh, I try to tell people that uh, the spirit people are kind and wonderful. And they're very generous with their time. Um, I'm talking about the emotionally healthy ones that passed over without regret mm -hmm. or longing of any kind. Ghosties are people who have a hard time. Most of the time you won't have dreams about them because they can't connect with you anybody yet um and that can and will end 
when they're awakened by their own thoughts of actions, like, why am I still here doing this? Um, uh, so anyway, um, keep writing down your ideas, everybody. If you're having a dream is filled with emotional disjointed conversations, a normal dream, you may not be a participant or aware of the situation being a dream. So I have calls of people and they say, oh, yeah. So I was on an airplane. I was traveling across country and sitting down for me was a lady I'd like to connect with. And in some ways, it was real easy because she was taking a trip. And the biggest thing in the dream was the plane mm -hmm. indicating she was traveling. And there was a trip coming up. She had forgot, you know, like a month or so after this dream, but she had talked two months and she hadn't associated her taking this trip and the dream. And I says, either you're connected with someone you haven't seen for a long time, or you're going to meet somebody that you'd wish you'd connected with or something. And it did happen. She was going to a conference and she'd forgot about it and was kind of confusing to her. And she says, oh, it makes so much sense. I says, all you have to do is figure out what the thing, largest thing in it and the emotion. Because the dream wasn't negative. It was very positive. But it threw her off. Why would she be in? I mean, it just didn't. I can't even see the person she was talking to. I should have asked her. She was a blonde lady she, that she was talking to in the play. I can see her again. Um, I'd like to. So if you're watching, <laughs> get back to me. I have please. a question. I have a question. How, how can you can tell if it's a lucid dream and not a, and not a psychic uh, vision? lucid dream it can be a psychic vision absolutely okay. because psychic vision you are a participant because you're witnessing yourself in a situation okay. or you're watching um an event i i was dreaming about something i saw it on tv and then it right. happened right uh, and that's okay. dangerous um one of the ladies i aligned myself with um was eileen garrett and she ran a newspaper of course i don't run a newspaper I was an interesting supervisor before I got into this. But we think alike. I'm very articulate in a way that I'd say uh, nuts and bolts. I'm nuts and bolts. I'm very, um, I'm an artist, so detail is very important to me. And she had a dream of a plane crashing. And she was trying to tell the police. And this is in the 40s, I think, 50s. Wow. I've heard and of unfortunately, that. yeah. And, and the, uh, right. And the pilot came to her after it crashed and told her what broke. But she wasn't yeah. able to tell what plane it was and i have seen a couple unfortunately some dead people and um and i was on a show uh poor orange paranormal george lopez in 2012 11 or 12 and this girl who's dead showed up and she was soaking wet and she says i was in a canoe and i died well someone watching the show had just heard about her and i thought well wonder why she wants me to know about her in, in reality, when I dreamt about someone dead or I'm doing a reading, I have what we call a waking dream. I see someone dead. And I was in Hornbrook. Um, I just moved down last summer because I was able to sell the house after two years. Everybody says, what's wrong with you? Well, it was on 3,000 foot elevation, brand new house, a little bigger than most people could afford in the area. So it was kind of like that one person looking kind of a thing. Anyway, this woman showed, I was working at my desk and this dead person came in, the girl with the white dress on um young i would say 13 14 uh hispanic p um wet hair down to her shoulder wavy curly not curly but wavy wavy just soaking wet her arms were bare but she had lace over the shoulder like this and i thought to myself a waking dream i got there's this lady telling me she's girl telling me she's dead well what am i going to do with that what country what state oh. the united states when was this now the lady in the canoe had just died why would she show up in a paranormal show? Uh -huh. I don't have answers. 
um, maybe she could feel that we did this. Remember I told you we did one show on rescues and early in my career when all the psychic juices were just, I had uh, rescues, people who had been dead for a while trying to find their way. And they were swimming around in their own environment as in a bubble. And beyond that bubble was just darkness and they couldn't figure out. They just, wherever they were, they were just repeating, repeating. And someone said to them uh, that I look like a candle lit a light. And oh, so they were, sense. yeah. So um, I certainly don't look like a flame on a candle, but um, so we're getting off track again. Cause I know, like but talking. you do that because, and this is funny that movie poltergeist, right? When mm -hmm. they described Carol Ann, when Carol Ann was this bright beacon, and that's that's what I've heard oh, about me. Like, right. like when oh. I go out on investigations because of my energy level, I'm I'm this bright light that 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 they come to. Like like um, the Hangman's Tree Cafe that time I'm down there with the dowsing rods, you know, talking to uh -huh. ghosties and yeah. whatnot. And somebody ghosties. walked in and left. Psychic walked Post in and one. left and said, "Oh my God, you got you got like 30 people lined up outside waiting to come in." Yeah, because they they see you, your beacon, right? And they say that, so some I, people, like that. people like us have lights. I think that's yeah. fabulous. Uh, anyway, I enjoy our conversations, Char. We get this floating back and forth. I hope the audience. I hope you're enjoying this. This is what we do. My, <laughs> you should hear us when we're on the phone. <laughs> mm -hmm. Ah, shoot. So uh, I want to go on to. We talked about lucid dreaming, how real they are. Um, Futuristic dreams, precognitive dreams, they are also very lucid feeling. You're involved. Say you witness a car accident and in the dream you're just, ah. So that feelings can still be there as in a lucid dream where you meet somebody that's going to be important to you and it's a love affair. That same feeling can be welled up. Okay, mm -hmm. so a lucid dream, precognitive dream, a normal dream is an emotional field dream also but it's disjointed. Like um, there could be a tree in the middle of the front room or there's at the grocery store and there's people running around in just diapers. I mean, it could be all kinds of emotional uh, distraught little things that are going on. And mm -hmm. if you were talking to me and you tell me, oh, I had this, oops, uh, if you had this dream, um, I wouldn't be able to see anything because it's an emotional dream. If it's a lucid dream of some sort, then I should be able to describe. Now, everybody call me up here because usually it just happens in the, in the course of a reading. They may bring it up. Um, but it's very fun to be able to do that. I enjoy dreams a lot. In fact, I don't even advertise that I do that because it takes five minutes and, and or less, you know. So, um, but regular dreams can be, uh, remember, can be very, very frightening, very uh, disruptive. You're working out emotions in your dream. Like if you're angry, a driver next to you in the freeway or your boss, or you had a tiff with somebody important to you and they didn't reciprocate the emotion back, you will dream about it because you've got to work it out in your brain. I read, <laughs> I read about something like this and your brain has to sort out the emotions of your day. And we're not even aware how often we do dream. But everybody dreams about the same. Someone says, well, I never remember my dreams. Well, you just don't remember your dreams. That I mean you don't dream. Because if you don't get into that deep REM sleep to dream that you are dreaming, but you don't remember it, your body has to have that recovery. Your brain has to let go of feelings and emotions to make room for other things. Um, and that's that was very fun. If you step into your dream and see or feel the emotions, then your credit is a lucid dreaming 
or spirit dream or out of body dream. Okay, this is what happened to me once. I went to bed and the next thing I know, I'm flying above the trees and I'm saying, oh, well, it was very odd because I couldn't keep above them. <laughs> I would dip down and went, wait a minute, I don't want to be, I want to go up. And I felt, I felt that really odd. And then I found myself in Spirit of Grace. Uh, Spirit of Grace is located, was, they did move, um, Auburn Boulevard at Sylvan Corners for people who know what Citrus Heights is. And across the street was the Sylvan Cemetery. Well, this one time, and I think I know why I had this dream of floating above the trees, was a young man sitting on the curb. And I, I remember looking at him thinking, what is he? The next thing I know, I was standing right next to him. And he was another either dreamer or a spirit person. And he says, can you see me? And I says, yes. What are you sitting here for? He says, he just didn't know. So I never really knew, or I might have forgotten. I think, I don't remember. But I remember thinking, what is that kid? I'm all here by myself. I'm not seeing anybody, but I'm seeing him at the cemetery. So I was never really sure if I saw a spirit still connected to the cemetery not letting go of his body or the people who were visiting him or someone else who was dreaming. And I happened to catch him. How do you do that? Well, you have to be able to relax, meditate. I hate the word meditate. So I will say something like, learn your body, learn the peripheral of your body, learn how it feels to breathe, learn how it feels to sit, relax in a chair. And if you can start thinking that you're leaving your body out of your shoulders, poof, like that. Um, when I read uh, Shirley MacLaine's Out on a Limb <laughs> so long ago, it had been out for like 10 years or something. And she was in Peru in a hot tub made of stone. And the next thing she knew, she was out of her body looking down on the earth. And it was almost like a revelation to me. I went, I have done that. In fact, one of my meditations I do for my clients is when they come in, they're all stressed out. And I said, let's just have a little trip. Relax, we'll get to know your body. Look at how does it feel to breathe, feel your hands on your lap, feel it, now let go. And I said, I want you to take to the peripheral, the atmosphere of the earth, now look at it. Wow, 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 you know, let's go to the moon. Wow, you know, you have enough visuals, see things on TV. And I back them out and I, at a place where you're at Pluto and you can hardly see your earth. And then I said, just jump one more and you can't see the earth anymore. And I says, now tell me how bad your, your problems are. Once you start practicing that kind of meditation, you can leave your body very easily because you have to experience it maybe by safety of somebody else, or maybe you're sitting and thinking, oh, that was fun. What did Nancy say? Try to feel what it feels like to be in a cloud to start with. What does it feel? It's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of cool. Maybe I just left because all of a sudden I felt moisture around me. Is there, a, I'm looking out windows, see where are the clouds? But all of a sudden, I got chilled, and maybe Whoa. I popped out real quick. Yeah, did you feel Somebody that? Somebody came to visit you. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was. I thought I was out of my body for a minute there. Um, maybe you were. It was wet. Yeah, <laughs> kind of a wet, cool. Uh, you want to get? I was distracted. I want to see. <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> I did it again. Okay, so, so it's con I can do that. I want you to do that. So that's how you control that. Um, Kind of, that's a waking dream, hun. That's uh, that's very fun. I wasn't expecting to do that. Um, so we're talking about <laughs> it got me waking dreams. Uh, that's a waking dream. It's when you so, so meditating, getting out of your body, moving out of an atmosphere. That allows you once you can do that a few times. That's very fun. 
uh, then you can maybe be a remote viewer like myself, uh, control of my remote viewer, or someone on the phone talking to me, I can describe their house. Uh, R has some really interesting stories of my doing investigations by phone. And of course, I can't see where they are. And a lot of times I just close my eyes to feel it. And I told her, you want to tell the one about the rocking machine, the rocking horse or rock, rocking, oh, the rocking chair? chair? Yeah. Oh, that was something. Yeah. Or wallpaper so color. Go ahead. Yeah. I do this investigation. It's in an old, old hotel in Volcano. And um, Nancy's telling me what to expect before I go in there. And it was very interesting. And so I go walking in and it never ceases to amaze me. The stuff Nancy can see precognitive or whatever you want to call it, because it's very accurate. She'll say, well, you got to make a right, make a left, and over on your left, it's going to be this, going to be that. And sure enough, and I, th I think of this was early on when I first knew Nancy. So I wasn't used to it. And well, I, I go into this. Upstairs. Yeah. I go down there. I, I go upstairs, down this hall. I look to the, the left, and there's this rocking chair sitting there. And I'm thinking. Well, you went up the stairs. I said, go up the stairs, turn it left. Right. You go down a hallway, and then you're going to okay. see a hallway to the right. You go right, and then on the left is a door. Go in that door, you'll see a rocking chair and a man yeah. is rocking there. Yeah. And sure enough, I go in there and the rocking chair is moving back and forth, just like Nancy said it would be. It just blew me away, you know, and, and time and time again, when Nancy has it's done this, because fine. she will do our remote reads, um, the, uh, she, she's nailed the wallpaper. She's nailed people's houses. Okay, you're going to go make a right. You're going to make a left. There's a hallway and then the kitchen's over on the right and the wallpaper <laughs> in the kitchen has little birds on it, you know. I go walking in there and sure enough, or the, or the color of the paint on the walls, you know, that stuff. It's just, it's just incredible. Well, I have to appreciate, I would like everybody to do this. What has it done for me? It shows that we're not our flesh. We're not this meat jacket. We're hanging on to everywhere we go and that we can leave our bodies. We can leave our bodies in a waking state, like in a reading or in a lucid dreaming or a, a waking moment, a mm -hmm. waking dream, like get out and fill a cloud. It opens and broadens everything about us. And now regular dreams are very important for emotional healing. Um, but the lucid dream, spirit dream is for comfort, healing, um, be aware of our surroundings and things that come up that could harm us. Absolutely. What I do as a remote viewer, I have worked an awful lot, everybody. There was a time in um, that I was working six, seven days a week, people coming to my house, six people a day. Uh, it was uh, crazy. And it was about the time I got married and I kind of thought I was getting hurt and I ended up coming down with Graves disease, but within a year after that. So you can go to a place of killing yourself. My husband said, you know, I have a timeshare in Tucson, Arizona. Let's take a little holiday. I went there and fell absolutely in love with Tucson. Guess what happened? We built a house, moved there. Oh, eight. <laughs> Crash. The market just crashed. And we actually had two houses and lost them both. So we're just like everybody else, you know. But people say to me, Nancy, if you're so psychic, why didn't you win the lot or, or make a decision? Listen, I'm like everybody else. I can read your mom and dad and relatives. I can't read me at all. Now I get hits and dreams can oh. say, but not like uh, my husband is a typical man. He's a very cool personality. He can read us better than I can. It's because emotions are involved. And, um, oh. but I really like dreams. I like the lucid feeling, the spirit dreams. And you can ask, um, oh, I have a grandmother here. I'm going to share. Is that Blanche? Mom, we were, I thought mom would be here, but it's Blanche. You can ask, hey, Blanche, 
Blanche, Grandma Blanche, so we know which grandmother it is. I I miss her. She died in 86. She and I are a lot alike. Uh, her oldest daughter and I look alike, and then we look like her, and she was she had the look of the American Indian look, and very calming, peaceful woman. I liked her a lot. I would love to have a dream where she could step in and say hi. Um, sorry that my father, who was killed April 1st, 50, April 1st, 1955, I was six years old. I've had very few dreams of him. And people who I trust, two people, independent, said that he has come back and doing a life before I am to be greeted by him. So he's done a life and because I can never feel him. So he has decided to be here. Whether he greets me or not, doesn't matter. So I'm okay with that. But I've forgotten what he looks like because I was only six years old. I only remember holding him and I would love to have a lucid dream. So I've put it out there, but it hasn't happened. So you can't be discouraged. Uh, I dream of my mother. My mother shows up in the house a lot uh, in the car. One time with Larry, my husband and I were out about, and she popped her head in between the seats. I almost had a heart attack. Uh, Larry goes, what is going on? I says, oh, my God, my mother just popped in. <laughs> but I'm I'm kind of weird. <laughs> These people show up. Anyway, I've really had a lot of fun with this. We had fun. And uh, whoops, cat's here. <laughs> um, I've really had fun talking about this. It's one of my favorite. I hope I gave enough information Part of lucid dreaming is thinking about it, writing down a question at night. Mm -hmm. um, uh, learning to maneuver out of your body gives you more opportunities to have different kind of dreams. So I would absolutely try to relax and see if you can move your energy out of your body. Um, and the little meditation I have, you could try it on your own. Just say, okay, I'm, I'm in this wonderfully comfortable chair. I have a comfortable chair here, guys. <laughs> and you could just relax and then try to vision yourself somewhere else. Now, how do you know if you're doing it? Because when you're out there, it feels different. Like I just popped into it, which is very strange. I think I'm up in the hills of Oroville or by the dam, on the other side of the dam. And uh, we're close to where the spontaneous thunderstorms so there's probably clouds here that I popped up into. It was just cool and wet feeling, just just like that. I loved it. Oh, I had fun tonight, Char. So um, I hope it was fun. Uh, was there any was, fun. was there any questions in the chat room? Uh, I didn't see anything. Hey. Yeah, morning star. Uh, morning star. Yeah. Um, I, gotta, I was just guessing. What was I talking about this week? I already lost it. Um, phobias. Phobias. Okay, remember that next week. Have your phobias ready, guys, because we're going to talk about phobias. Okay? In fact, if you want to email some of your phobias, that would be cool, too. We could add those oh, into the chat. Yes, we'll talk about it. Susan, thank yeah, we you talk for about coming, honey. Phobias. And Morningstar. I don't like the dark. I mean, I'm a ghost I'm afraid of the dark. That's my phobia. In deep water. Oh, wow. my God, deep water. That's probably why I'm so adamant about that submersible, because I hate it. Deep water scares me. Well, Maurice, so I don't know how you can type so much, honey. We're supposed to have a show here. Are you have all these? You all have all these typed up already, and you just it's uh, awesome. Play that them is all really out. awesome. I wish I could type that fast. I kind of wonder if she had. I have not if I did that. You, you know what? If I did that, you'd have to decipher what I wrote. Jeez, you know. Well, the, the comment here is um, Susan. Yeah, thank you, dear. The idea is that she says telepathy. That's not true. Um, one of my favorite clients, uh, I've talked to her for seven years now, she, um, her brother uh, ended his life. 
And talking to her six years ago, he said, um, I'm in the Caribbean. Uh, Johnny Depp, Pirate of the Caribbean, see me, I'm on a pirate ship. And my friend whose brother lived in North Carolina, lives in California, they did not talk about his hobbies. She had no idea at all. So a couple months later, when the house was um, sold and everything, she finally got around a call and the son that was there living with her, the father, her brother, when he killed himself. And she, and she mentioned this, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, Auntie, don't you know that was his hobby? The basement was full of posters and ships of the Caribbean. And that's all he did. He had every movie Johnny Depp ever made. My, my client, Tina, did not, and I got permission to use her name. She had no idea at all. There's no way for telepathy when I'm talking to the person and they don't know anything. That's happened to me over and over and over. So even though she has said that, now I'm kind of wondering, she's not necessarily a psychic reader because she has said some contrary things. I suspect she's my type this all up. And she just wants- star is a male. Is, is that correct? She, he or she. Well, he, he or she, doesn't matter. I like that, Morningstar. Uh, I, I like the too. call. I think yeah, I think, I think there was a lady I did talk to in the direction of Reading, maybe? Uh, Morning Star. Uh, funny how you remember something like that. Well, I'm glad they I took wanted, the time to be here. Go ahead. I wanted to add something about this this sub thing. It's not that I'm preoccupied what? with it. When I swam with the sharks in Hawaii. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I was in the shark cage. You know, there's something really unnerving. Some people don't mind it. But even in the shark cage, what, what I found unnerving was the fact that when I looked down, I realized that if something happened and I had to get out of that cage or the cage tipped over or the bottom fell out, that I had a mile underneath me of nothing. Are we going back to the sub or are we going back to your phobia? Well, it's, it's one of my phobias. Okay. And when I think it, it's cooked to the sub, because when you think about the sub and them going down as deep as they were. No, you're not going to catch me doing that. Yeah, um, that's what I mean. The, the realization for you on sometimes is that um, you and I have had a lot of near-death type things happening. And yeah. so a sense of our mortality has been shown to us. So sometimes a phobia will surface indicating a fear factor. So somewhere in your past before as a shark ride, you had a sense somewhere. of your mortality ending somehow. And so that's brought to surface. I have yeah. family, friends that would get in that shark cave 10 times and I didn't think about yeah, I mean, I loved so, it. I loved every second of it. But you know, I'm looking down and I'm thinking, "Wow!" My dad see, always had the joke me. Mm. because he was on he was on a ship in World War II with the Coast Guard, and he always said, "He said there's one thing to make sure when when, when you're away from, you know, you know, when when you're out in the water, you're, you're never more than a mile from land." Yeah, underneath you, a whole mile down yeah, to the dirt. Yeah. And so that's what all I could think of when I'm, when I'm hanging in the shark cage. I thought, yeah, Dad's right. I'm not more than a mile from land. From land, but it's like straight down. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, Charles is not the scariest thing in the ocean. I got stung by a jellyfish that day too, but it was cool. It was fun. Uh, okay. I'm anyway, next week Nancy and I will be back to talk about what scares us, par what paranoys us, things that well, we got things that bug us. Just call. It, let's. What scares us? What scares us? Mm -hmm. So I would like shit. to know what's. I would like to know what scares you. So you guys that are regulars, shoot us an email or you can add it on to the um, 
comments here, right? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. yeah, you know, let us know because we can talk about all this stuff. The only trouble is I can't stuff. read when I have I typed up all this. Um, I'll send it to you. No, no, but right, right. If you have questions, I'm not able to see them and read my notes at the same time. That's so. Hard. What I will do next week, if you have questions, is I'm going to go ahead and I know I don't I don't normally do this, but I will post your questions like this. In fact, I'm going to do a harmless one, Susan. I'm going to borrow you for a second. Okay. Where's We'll do this next week if you have questions. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. There we go. I have so I a few show, um, situations I can share that people have shared with me. Um, Absolutely. Mandated vaccination scares you. You know, everybody has the right to die or not. I mean, if you don't want to be vaccinated. I was one of the few people, my mother was scared to death of polio. And I remember being in first grade um, everybody lined up in the schoolyard and we had no idea what was going on. But I remember my mother later telling me that was one thing she feared the most for us. And then when I was an adult, I went to get a shot and they said, you know, we have one extra tuberculosis test. Would you like it? I went, why would I want that? You know, and we lived in LA at the time of my oh. father's death in my first um, polio sugar cube. And I tested positive for having been exposed to tuberculosis. And what's worse, polio tuberculosis. And my mother would probably have never known, you know, that I've been exposed all those years ago. And to me, that's as bad and deathly as polio. But I can't imagine living in an era of that happening. And I have quite a few people, unfortunately, but because of what I do for a living, I've had clients die from COVID. I'm and writing these things down if you guys put it. As you guys put, put, put them down there and write them down. Also, I will admit to one, a real big phobia, and I've talked to Nancy about this in the past. When I was real healthy, I was all good with going to doctors. Loved it. Every time I went in, I would laugh. And I'd leave the doctor's office. When I got diagnosed with congestive heart failure and realized, like Nancy says, realized that I could die, literally die, then I got PTSD. So to this mm -hmm. day, I'm paranoid about doctors and dentists and stuff. So I have real issues. That, with that happens too, because remember, I got diagnosis uh 3b or c uh -huh. breast cancer and i was yeah. only 39 so it was in i think that and then uh, i had a couple other incidences so phobia or ptsd is that the same thing that's a good question i'll it look could be, yeah i'm just looking at it. in fact i just wrote down ptsd you're reading my mind so susan says bridges okay that i just wrote that down so we can cover that next week we'll cover that okie dokie okay guys it's the end of the week and uh Monday we will be here with, uh, it's going to be a noon show, uh, noon Pacific with, with Matt Lewis. We're going to be talking about Richard III and the three princes that went missing. Okay. One of my favorite movies is Richard III. And it's one of these, I don't know if you guys know the movie, um, but it's an interesting movie because Richard III has them all set up like What's on that? a game board. And as he starts bumping people off to stay in power, he bumps oh. somebody off and then he moves up. He moves himself up on this game board. Is that a true story? That's crazy. I'm just like saying, a pegboard where you keep everybody's yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. We'll find out Monday, no. won't we? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's very interesting. You know? Well, I remind everybody, uh, there is a Ghost Hunting 101 class on July 8th that I'm teaching. I am looking for team members. If you're a psychic and you want to join a team, uh, we do do training also because there are certain procedures we have our psychic team follow. And mm -hmm. Trish, uh, Trish Dolis is our, our lead psychic for that. And, Maybe Karen Clark. We'll see how that goes. Karen's been feeling good, so we'll see. 
get Karen more Good. involved with us. Karen, get up here, girl. <laughs> yeah, Karen, come on down. And so we're looking for, so you know, we're, we're looking for sensitive. I'll say sensitive. People don't like the word psychic or medium, you know. So sensitives. We're also looking for people that can do debunking. We're looking for people that just want to investigate the paranormal. That just want to mm -hmm. help people go out there and help people. Meet all those I ask, floating around. Yeah, and, and all I ask is that you 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 come with an open mind because I've been doing this for a long time and it took me it took me six years to figure out how to run my I mean really run my team. We didn't do we didn't do residential investigations until we were five or six years in because oh. I was afraid to go into somebody's house and oh yeah and and work with them. I really wanted to have that experience and figure out how to do that. And we did. And so I have a very meticulous training thing. It's three hours of training. Okay. And you will learn all about our procedures. You, you will learn about the equipment. You, you will learn everything. You know, I like everything done by the minute. If you're on an investigation and something happens to you, I want you to tell me because I'm, when, when I'm over at the command station, I'm looking at every, I'm looking at weather conditions every half hour. I look at weather conditions. Because I want to see if there's a parallel between the weather condition and a mm -hmm. paranormal thing happening, mm -hmm. right? So when you're filling out that paperwork and you're, and you're sitting in an investigation, I want you to tell me if you, if you <clears> felt <throat> something, what time, you know, the exact time you felt it. Just like EVPs. Well, if there's three or four of you in the room for an EVP, you go around the room in your normal voice, and then you go around the room in a whisper voice. Because I have records of everybody's voices, whisper and normal, on my computer so that when I do get EVPs, I can tell whether it's one of my investigators or whether it's 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 something else. Okay, so that's how meticulous I am. So if you feel like that's something you want to train for, that's great. Now, not a lot of people want to go through all that, but yeah. I'm, but you know we're not the number. We're not one of the best teams in Northern California for a reason. You know, mm -hmm. for a reason. That's why we're up as high. We've been doing this that long. They then after like that, <laughs> yeah. Then after that, we do a ghost hunt. And then we see how you do on a ghost hunt. You get to work hands-on with the equipment. You know, we train you on everything, every facet. Um, so that's that. You can check that out. On That's going to be on July 8th. And we're going to be teaching that. And then on Sunday, if you, if you don't want to quite go like that into a group like that, there's another thing that I'm setting up where I we've gone to a lot of haunted locations in Northern California and, and, and some Central California. And we've gotten evidence out of these places, and they're easy access places for just the public. Mm -hmm. You might be able to go take your family and have lunch and talk to the staff there. And, you know, maybe do a little mini ghost hunt. You know, just simple stuff or stay the night or whatever. But those are just places you can go with your family. And it might even be, what's that hotel in San Francisco? The Queen, is it Queen Anne? Is that I don't a hotel know. in San Francisco? But I'm just saying, it's just something where you'll get a list I know of places you can go. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Plasterville, different places like that, where you get a list I of places own. you can go and hang out, like the Ion Hotel. they got a great restaurant. And I'll tell us the ghost stories behind it. And I'll show you the evidence that we got there. Okay? And then you can go see it for yourself. And then me, right? please let us know, if you do that with her, where are you from? Because your own community could have, according to her list, like Grass right. Valley has a lot of hot spots. Auburn, California. Right. Plasterville, right. Hangtown, you know, mm -hmm. all the towns in between, including yeah. now, I'm not going to eliminate Sacramento, but I live up in the foothills. So that's where my interest is. I mean, my knowledge. Right. <clears throat> okay, everybody. So again, give yeah. us a thumb so, up if you like. If yeah, you like, give us a thumb up if you like what you heard. Yeah. And be sure to go to California Haunts Meetup if you're interested in those two events or you know, one of the two events or whatever and sign up over there. 
California Haunts Paranormal Investigation. Yeah, California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team Meetup. Look under events, and you'll see the events there. Okay. That being said, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We are equal opportunity at California Haunts Radio. We are just trying to get the word out about our, our about our little old show. And it is a little old show. Now it is three years in, going on four years. And uh, we just, you know, we're just working on our brand and trying to put this together. And, and you know, I, I think we're doing a pretty good job of it, too. I'm real impressed with the way things are going. But I need your help. I, I always need your help to, to, to get the word out about this show. Okay? So the more people you can tell, whether you like them or hate them, bring them on over. Bring them on over. Okay? Um, again, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us at TikTok. In fact, I'm going to be doing more on TikTok. This week we're going to be I'm going to be doing some stuff with Karen Clark coming up and we're going to start doing psychic readings and different things like that with her and I even got a hold of some oracle cards and I'm going to be doing oracle card reading readings over on TikTok for people. So I'm going to be expanding out over there a little more. So Good for you. Yeah, you're going to see us over there doing that stuff. So the expansion's coming. That's why you're seeing a lot of more you're seeing more shorts and reels with me because I'm trying you to want get, to share your other ideas. Yeah, keep things going and all that. You guys can see how nuts I am with these things I come up with, like 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 all the Disney weird the weird Disney stuff, you know. So um yeah, and I'm also gonna be starting, I'm gonna be looking at uh, videos that people turn into TikTok that have ghosts in them, and I'm gonna start looking at those and uh, doing you know side by sides. And making comments on those, you know, do I think they're real? Do I think they're not? Kind of like what I did last week with that video. So I'm going to be doing more of that over on TikTok as well. So as, as we expand and keep expanding and keep expanding. All right. That being said, hopefully I'll see you guys at one of my events. But I will definitely see you guys Sunday because I, we will have our part four of Anna Maria Manalo's The Visitants. So we'll be reading that. And then uh, Monday again, Matt Lewis is going to be with us to talk about Richard III and the Three Missing Princes. Here's Nancy's information, and away we go. Okay, you got websites of nancymats.com, nancymatsauthor.com, the N, the M, and the A are capitalized, and youtube.com forward slash nancymatspsychic, the N, the, the N, the M, and the P is capitalized. Books, help, get me out of this minute. Get me out of this funk with Nancy Mats. Two Worlds, Developing Your Psychic Skills, Nancy Matz. <coughs> and The Unwilling Sacrifice by Nancy Matz. <laughs> you're my husband's uh, you hear my husband's uh, sneezing. <laughs> and books are at Amazon.com. Everybody's got allergies. My dogs are sneezing. It's just pretty bad. I know it. Cat was sneezing earlier, and I've been sorry for my dogs. holding my sneezes in. Oh, he, well, he's just on the other side of watching TV. So I get, I thought, oh my god, he's sneezing. <laughs> it's a ghost. Well, yeah. Okay, well, guys. Was, I had fun tonight. This was fun. Talk to you later. I did too. That was fun. See you later. Okay, guys. Well, that's going to do it for me and. I will see you guys on Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Pacific for uh, the reading of The Visitants by Anna Maria Manolo and Tom Conwell. And uh, I'm excited to see you guys, and I can't wait to talk to you guys. And I can't wait to bring forward everything that uh, 
we have in the works over at TikTok and uh, YouTube. And you're going to see a lot of stuff coming out. So you're going to see a lot of us around the internet. So thank you all for coming. And I really appreciate it. And have a great couple of days. And I'll see you Sunday.